Now, here's what's interesting, and, and, and as I was doing some research, and again, Emilio Ramos sent me some things, but you guys, you hear the name Tesla, and people immediately just think the car, but they don't realize that Tesla is the name of a person, mm-hmm. right? Yes. Uh, Nikola Tesla, who was, who was a, a, a huge inventor. And listen to what he said. This is what he said back in his time. This was, I believe, well, he was born in 1956, so this was like probably late 1800s. He said, I, I per, per, I purpose to show. I purpose to show that, however impossible it may now seem, an automaton—I don't know how you say that word—automaton may be contrived, which will have its own mind. Tesla wrote in June 1900. Yeah, it was wow. 1900. And by this, I mean that it will be able independent of any operator left entirely to itself to perform in response to external influences affecting its sensitive organs, a great variety of acts and operations as if it had intelligence. This is 1900. Wow. That's just crazy. He's an amazing guy. Yeah, Tesla. Yeah. And so there's a lot that people are saying, and and some are saying, you know, this is kind of like a modern day where we're at right now, modern day Tower of Babel, you Mm -hmm. know? where man is in essence trying to become God. And, and, and as much has been said about that, you know, I think that's what Elon Musk was talking about that Larry Page wants to do. He wants to create basically uh, his own God. I had a brilliant idea the Prove other day. It. Oh, you're going to retire? Which is, nothing, <laughs> <laughs> which is nothing new for me. Uh, this could really change the world. I am today, friends, on the Living Waters podcast, giving my idea... Away, And I know for certain that someone somewhere around the world is going to take it and become a multi-quadrillionaire because of it, and I will not get one penny from it, but I'm nice and selfless like that. Mm. Okay, you guys ready? Yeah. Okay. <clears throat> you have a signal that indicates you're going right in your car. You do it the other way and indicates you're going left. My invention is a U-turn signal. <laughs> Come on. Come on. What do you mean a U-turn signal? What do you mean? It's illegal to U-turn most places. No, it's not illegal. There Why is that needed? Because. Yeah, how does this help me? Well, because. Oh, you want to tell people U-turn. <laughs> U-turn. Yeah, because when someone is turning, making a U-turn, you don't know if they're going, first of all, if you're behind them, you don't know if you're going to be able to go straight or you got to wait for them. And if you're coming their way, you don't know if they're going to go that way or if they're going left. How about a but signal now that I think about it? <laughs> How about a signal that says I'm going to abuse you any second? <laughs> the horn? Yeah. No, seriously, I've thought of that. Horns that like say stuff. Get, Get out, out of the way! <laughs> <laughs> right at the same time. Yeah, but uh, it did sound good though in my head. Do you try to? Do you ever car. try to like friendly? What's your friendly beep? Beep. Beep. <laughs> <laughs> your car doesn't long beep. I'm serious. No, Is just it, like beep, like, like quick a one? quick yeah. What about a beep beep? Is that friendly? No, I no? think it's mean. If you do too many, you get shot. I mean, yeah. a long one is clearly. We all agree a long horn is just rude. Takes us. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You a know, long horn. <laughs> do you guys know what the uniqueness of the U.S. is? Honestly, is we hardly hear honking. No, you go to you go to a lot of oh, in New York, you hear Constant. all the time. No, but places like Lebanon. Every in Lebanon, I remember when I went to Lebanon back in uh, 1993, back for the first time after I came to the U.S. They're just ex- excited because camels never had a horn. <laughs> <laughs> That's true. No, but every time right camels before they horn. right before they turn a corner, they they honk their horn. Like before wherever they you're driving, they yeah, that's the U-turn. <laughs> it's their U-turn. <laughs> that might save lives, actually. Honking at um, here I come. It, it, dro- it drives me crazy. I hate hearing honking. I, I get the joke. It drives you crazy. Yeah, yeah. get it, mm-hmm. get it. 
I think that a double meep quick meep meep is friendly. <laughs> Why is yeah. that so gentle? Meep meep meep. Just you know, a guy invented eight horns that you can actually choose which one. Angry, nice. Just are you serious? Yeah, yeah, it's a really good idea. I sort of, is that fun. legal though? I wonder if horns are regu- regulated. Like the it has to be them? certain. Say yeah. Because I mean, it can't be like, Wah, huh? yeah. Well, I remember the, the, we had a neighbor in Westminster. You had a La Cucaracha. <laughs> <laughs> they were quite popular back in the eighties. What La Cucaracha? Those sort of horns, yeah, yeah. It's like the ice cream. Wait, they had them in New Zeeland. No, was, uh, oh. late eighties. I came over here. Like yeah, eighty nine. But that would be really cool though if there were horns with like things that you could say. Or like what Mark had back in the day. We've talked hey, about it. We don't need to bring that up. Yeah. <laughs> weren't exactly the BC days, but boy, that was fun. Where we had uh, our buddy Robbie Douglas had set up a little CBA, an outside PA, where I can talk to people from inside my car. I I remember being in your car when you did that. It was so much fun. (laughs) It was really great. I I got it to preach the gospel on the cliffs over there in (laughs) South Orange County where they can't come and get you. They're down on the beach. But I'd get people to pull over. I'd go... And people would pull over, and I'd just go, ooh. Is, is it? It's illegal, right? Totally. Totally. Technically, I mean, if you want to bring the law into it, sure. <laughs> <laughs> if you're into that sort of thing. Yeah. yeah. But, but more man, into the gospel. seriously, though, like, inventions, uh, like, someone gets an idea, and it I had this idea the world. of a phone, but, like, the the front of it was like a like a screen that you can touch it with your finger <laughs> and manipulate it. Like you can search the web with it. I mean, if someone, seriously, back when we were in the 80s, if someone showed you this, we, like today, you know, kids see you the rotary phones. Phone? Yeah, a cell phone. I know it's like, like anyone could see it. But right, kids are shown rotary phones today. They, seriously, some of them have no idea what it is. Like, what it is they have no idea what they're doing. Yeah, but yeah. if you saw this in the 80s, would you guess it's a phone by, by any stretch no, of the No, it's a stupid imagine? shape. It's a stupid shape. But we're so conditioned now. Yeah. It's It's... There's, what do you mean a phone? There's no buttons. There's no... Do you know, an, an invention, the idea is, is it's no problem having a good idea. It's putting it into practice and you know, getting it out there and yeah. patent, patents and lawyers and... Ray, what about, your, what about your box holder on a, that someone wears on their On their, uh, on their belt, yeah. I, I had a great idea where you've got a buckle, but it bends down like an angle, a uh, right angle, where you could, if you're carrying a box, you lift the box up onto that belt buckle. So it takes the weight, pulls your spine so it becomes upright so you don't get injured yeah. by lifting heavy things. So the, the belt buckle which folds down, takes the weight. I looked into it, and it was just so much trouble getting a patent lawyer. But, Ray, patent. That, I thought you stopped it because it was already taken. That's, That's a really no. good idea. No, no. It's, it's, I mean, I would sell it to UPS or Because uh, when, I, when I carry a box, if I'm carrying something real heavy, I will use my belt, yeah. like, yeah. you know, just to stabilize it. Yeah. You shouldn't look at that, right? Uh, when you're carrying just, a box, never use your legs, always use your back. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. Uh yeah, I'll Ray. Pick but, it up with my back. <laughs> but Ray, what I'm what I'm really happy about is like you've never thought about inventing a floating arrow like up in the air over. That was <laughs> we thought we're onto something huge. <laughs> that was like two years ago, wasn't no, it? No, no, it was about was ten years ago. More than that. It was a yeah. it was a thirty foot red arrow that I filled it with helium. We had about five of us working on six of us trying to get up in there. Yeah. Floated above a car yard, so the arrow pointed down, and you couldn't see it being. 
uh, held because it was uh, um, a fishing tackle that was holding it. What I can't believe is that that car dealership actually let us do it. Yeah, but yeah. it looked great. And Easy and I went for a drive, had lunch, came back, and it looked like a marlin being pulled in. It was just so <laughs> the wind was blowing the it wind everywhere. Was blowing it. But seriously, when when it wasn't windy, it looked it looked like there was just a, a giant arrow floating above the dealership, pointing to it. You know, yeah. it was really cool. But I. I just haven't had time, but it'd be great to invent something like that for Walmart, yeah. where they have these little specials. It's a three-foot arrow that's on a very um, almost invisible little thing, so there's an arrow pointing down to a special. Yeah. Um, but I haven't got time to do junk like that. Forget that. Yeah. Gospel. Got to preach the gospel. That's exactly it. Yeah. Uh, but, you know, think of that like the guy who invented the windshield wiper. I think there was a movie about it. Oh, uh, really? Yeah, some years he, ago. He got like wiped out. The guy, <laughs> the guy who invented the hot pocket. Oh, He's yeah. Got a nice house in Newport Beach. Really? You know him? No, I don't know him, but I yeah. know his house. Or like the <laughs> what's uh, the house shaped like? A great. Oh, I heard the guy, the, the guy that invented the the little the cat's eyes. They call them for the little bumps. Oh, the he, he makes he gets money for every yeah, single royalty one of those. for every single one. Well, yeah, amazing. Inventions, I can't see friends. how to get the cats to stay on the road. <laughs> Imagine they. I'd like to invent a fire alarm, a smoke detector that was also a clock. I forgot about so that, that when the <laughs> clock <laughs> battery. Yeah, I looked into that. This is about twenty years ago. A, a smoke detector clock. That's right, oh, Mark. Yeah. I looked into that because everyone has a clock, but not everyone has a smoke detector. So if you have a clock that's a smoke detector at the same time, it could uh, save lives. I don't know why I gave up on that. Probably because we we're doing. Ray, you should say. Time to save lives. Yes, yeah. that's it. I created it, and I've made $20 million. Thank you. <laughs> you should have ran with it. It's a great idea. Lawsuit. Ray, you should invent the phoneless cord. Yes, that that's be. right. Cordless <laughs> phone. The phoneless cord. <laughs> All right, France. This is a comment from... Can't you just say friends? No, 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 no. France. This is a comment from... Thanks for the cheats. Grateful. Thank you for the work you are doing. You are... You have blessed my life in many ways. Prior to finding your podcast, I was discouraged and unmotivated in my walk with Christ. Praise God, I found this podcast because I have learned so much and I'm excited to follow the Lord again. I've been convicted yet encouraged listening to you all. Thank you again for your wisdom that you're sharing with the world. God bless. Oh, that's wonderful. Thank you. Thank is you so podcast? much. Thanks for the cheats. What's that? It is a podcast or is it on the stage? <laughs> do you have a podcast? didn't mention learn so much on what not to do. Yes, <laughs> exactly. All right. Thank you for that. And friends, 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 friends. This podcast is brought to you by Search and Rescue, guiding unbelievers to the Savior by Eddie Ooh. Roman. Now he's our producer, director of our television program. He wrote a book that we have available. At it's a novel. Yeah. Forward by the legendary Ray Comfort. Never heard of him. Yeah, friends, let me just tell you, this is a book you want to get, and here's why. Because Eddie practices what he preaches in the book. And uh, for those of you that don't know, Eddie, Eddie, before he came to Living Waters, was a loser. <laughs> and, and, <laughs> no, he's not here to defend himself. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's in the back He's listening. still a loser, but we yeah. him to be a loser. But uh, he was a loser because he, he didn't share the gospel. And then he got convicted and thought, I need to share the gospel. So he went online and searched for evangelism, found Living Waters, came to our academy and got on fire, and he's been leading evangelism ever since. He leads at his church. They do all kinds of things, Super and he wrote cool. a book. So this is the kind of book you want to get. And, and there's rescue. a reason we employed him. It was because who edited it? Eddie edited it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Before Eddie came on, we would just constantly joke around and say, who edited it? Because we can't say who edited 
How do you? I still don't know. Edit it. So the whole thing was who edited it? Who edited Eddie edited it. Did Anita edit it? Did Anita edit it? No, Eddie edited it. So then we got Eddie to work for us. He comes in. We do an inquiry about him and find out his name's Eddie. So that was confirmation. That was it. That's how we hire people. It's the only reason based on their name. Yeah. So anyway, friends, check that out. Search and rescue guiding unbelievers to the Savior. And don't forget the Living Waters podcast mug and the Evidence Study Bible, all at L I B I N G Waters.com. L I B I N G Waters.com. I just slip in Mickey Mouse. I'm waiting for you to go through every item that we sell. I know. We have some funny items. He's all, don't forget the Nostradamus VHS at Nostradamus. But wait, there's more. Nostradamus, Ray. The VHS. This is when I first met Ray. I think Rachel, I, well, we just got engaged and uh, Ray was doing Nostradamus. So I remember we went, it was freezing to death that night. Yes. And I played the uh, the uh, French soldier who got shot. You can sh- watch the video the on, on, on our channel, actually. Yeah, it's on is our, it on YouTube? Yeah, Nostradamus. The Secrets the li- of Nostradamus Exposed. That's it. It's yes. called. Or you can buy it at v- on VHS at livingwaters.com. <laughs> oh, here it is. Three vote. Three views. <laughs> <laughs> that many? It's doubled. <laughs> All right, doubled. friends. But no you got shot. Stupidity. Didn't you get shot through the head? I did. Yes. And remember, I memorized all those French lines. That's right. Ça me fatigue le dehors. Which means my back hurts. <laughs> and then they shot me. All right, friends. Enough of that. Today, we are talking about, will artificial intelligence destroy the world? It's listening right now. <laughs> <laughs> That's creepy. It's, All right. It sounds like one of those C movies. Yeah. Now, I, I have to admit, you know, there are things you hear about in life. Confession? Yeah. You mentioned this actually at Oscar on a recent podcast, or maybe Mark. I don't know. But we, talk, we were joking about if it's, time, if time it's travel. smart, it was me. We're tra- joking about time travel, right? You hear time travel and you go, okay, whatever. Like, that, never, ever, of course. Except for teleportation. I do believe that will one day happen, the beam me up Scotty technology. But what are you guys doing? <laughs> hey look there's a man attached to those right, eyeballs so listener for those of you who can't see which is uh, all of you uh mark spence easy. pulled up a picture of easy in a french outfit with his eyes bulging out of I was, his head i was 20 no i mean 19 i was 19 or 20 right there there's a man attached to those eyeballs i know <laughs> i can't believe it anyways so yeah, like time travel, you hear that. You don't, you don't pay attention yeah, to that. It can happen. There, there <laughs> is time travel. God travels through time. Yeah. Okay, okay. There, I can Mr. get into a whole thing about time yeah. travel, actually. Okay, whatever. So anyway, but you write it off. Okay, AI, that's exactly what I would have done at one point in time and space. Like, yeah, right. Okay, machines that think for themselves and that may... Guys... This is what's freaking me out. The guys who invented AI are freaking out. Jeffrey Hinton. Yeah. I mean, Elon Musk was a big part of, you know, the chat G- GPT. Was he? GTP, yeah. GPT. Yeah. And he's, Mark, this is serious. Yeah. Elon Musk was asked the question, is there anything that you're afraid of? And he said, AI. Yeah. And he said, he went he's on to say. He's been a massive advocate for AI, though. Well, yeah, he's trying to get, that's why he was saying chat GPT. He's trying to get ahead of the game. He's all, I'm trying to. He wants to come up with a third option, he said. Which is? I don't know. <laughs> but, he, <laughs> but he just said, like, the way it's going without any, any controls on it, it's freaking him out. I mean. Yeah. But I, that's what they're all saying. Okay. Jeffrey Hinton, same thing. He's, uh, he was a big wig in Google. He, they, many people call him the godfather yeah, of AI. that's right. 
And he quit Google so that he can start being an outspoken advocate for regulation on artificial intelligence. And one of his big arguments is, you know, in the past, the entire world came together and decided that we were going to regulate the atom bomb. And that was good because it would have gotten completely out of control. And he said, that's that's essentially what needs to happen at this point. Because if the U.S. just lays down regulations for AI, that doesn't stop some company in China from continuing to modify and increase its productivity of artificial intelligence. And so he's advocating for a global sort of summit where the nations come together and we create a regulatory body that will put parameters, limitations around the capabilities of artificial intelligence. So correct me if I'm wrong, but AI isn't a problem. It's people that are a problem. It's abusing it. It's like mm, the invention both. of the invention of well, it's only what gets programmed into it that well, can come no, out of but it. that's the thing, Ray. Well, let me finish the analogy. Okay. It's like the invention of dynamite. It was invented for a good purpose for mining, but people blow up. Yeah. People. The difference dynamite. is that dynamite cannot be used unless somebody writes if, uh, lights the fuse. AI can light its own fuse. See, that's the thing, right? The, the thing that's freaking people out is once it's, and it has been unleashed. I mean, many are saying there is no turning back in a sense, or maybe it's more so that if we don't get it under control real quick, there won't be. But the thing is, is that the concern is that it can begin to then do its own thing and you can't control it. It's it, what they're saying is it it will exceed human intelligence, human capabilities. But that's easy, <laughs> <laughs> depending on the human, right? It's only a matter of time. Yeah. Uh-huh. So let, let's not. Get I think we too should take a step ahead back of ourselves. Yeah. yeah. So Before I, we get into like apocalyptic doomsday theory, yeah. we should talk about how it's affecting our culture today, yeah. and how the Christian should cautiously interact with the possibilities of AI. Because I think that would be really helpful. I've yeah. been using it for months. Yeah. Chat. I find it incredible. Yeah, but I, I have yet last night because I'm like, okay, we're going to be talking about this. And my kids have talked about it. Mark, you've done a bunch of things on it. And I'm like, all right. I told my son, hey, get me on this. I can't figure it out. So he started it. We couldn't get on. But you've used Chat GPT? For, yeah, for months. Yeah. Seriously? I've, I've used what? it for this podcast. When I want to when I want to research for the podcast, I type in what I want it's and it comes back. But it's incredibly scary because of something I did about two months ago. I typed in what was Charles Spurgeon's attitude to gospel tracts. Back come come this incredible quote that I'd never seen anywhere, and I was blown away. And I put it in a video, and it was so encouraging, and it was just not true. What, yeah. what AI did, did what, what it did was tell me what Charles Spurgeon would, would have, have said. said, and it was it's so sound. Did like it have Spurgeon. his eloquence? A- and absolutely, and same with Edwards, his eloquence. So we typed in what is Ray Comfort thing of gospel tracts. Back comes this incredible quote. Yep, 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 it yep, was, right, 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 yep, yep. <laughs> it was exactly. Yep, 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 yep. Exactly what I would have said, but I didn't say it. Yeah, yeah. and that's, I found that very scary. And that's why it's scary. In fact, I, I was talking to Emilio Ramos, and I want to give him a lot of credit today because he 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 helped give me a lot of this information. And he was just saying that we're living in the era of no one knows what's real anymore. It's mm, true. And and the thing about the thing about AI is that it, it's it can create images, videos. Mm. I mean, crazy. It already has. It created yeah. a Seinfeld episode. 
Are you serious? A video Seinfeld episode. Okay, you can go on YouTube right now and watch it. Yeah, and you know, and with the, I mean, it's like deep fake on steroids. Mm-hmm. You know, we've got deep fake. So anyway, let, let's. I back find up. that deep fake scary. I don't. Oh, like that it. is creepy. I, I really don't like it. Yeah, and it's getting worse. I mean, it's not worse in the sense that it's becoming hard to distinguish if yeah. it's real or not. All right, so let's back up. What is AI? How do we know who you are? <laughs> no, but seriously, um, anyway, I'm getting too far ahead. This was found on uh, popsci.com. What is artificial intelligence? That's the first question, right? Because we got to define it. Artificial intelligence is a field of study, much like chemistry or physics, that kicked off in 1956. Artificial intelligence is about the science of engineering, of making machines with human-like characteristics, and how they see the world, how they move, how they play games, even how they learn says Daniela Russ, director of the Computer Science and Artificial Intelligence Laboratory. Artificial intelligence is made up of many subcomponents, and there are all kinds of algorithms that solve various problems in artificial intelligence. So it's basically human mimicking, but on steroids. I was sitting at the table last night preparing for uh, a wedding that I'm officiating on uh, Friday, tomorrow night, and my son said, uh, yeah, what are, what are some main points that you're going to be covering and I told him, he says, well, what are the names of the people? Told him, put it in there. And within 60 seconds, he had my entire sermon written out. Now, mm-hmm. obviously, it's not something I'm going to use, but he said... Well, it would be good, wouldn't it? <laughs> I, he, he read it to me, and I went, wow. wow. Yeah. And then he said, and I said, well, it doesn't include the gospel. He's all, no problem. He puts it in there, he's all, bring in the law and the gospel. Brings in the law and the gospel. And I was like, I cannot believe how yeah. well that is done. Wow. Yeah. love to give things away we love to give things away and that's why we will do that every single day here on the living waters podcast that's right friends we're giving away goodies for those of you who go to livingwaters.com forward slash podcast and fill out the form we are giving 10 believe it or not 10 different people each week Goodies from Living Waters, a $100 value for each box. You'll get tracts and books and a podcast mug and all kinds of good things. So make sure to participate at livingwaters.com forward slash podcast. And make sure to listen to the very end of the podcast where you will hear the announcement of the winners every week. And this is, this is the main point that I want to make, and that is that we as Christians need to be a bulwark, a flag in the ground for thoughtfulness, for intellect, for critical thinking. Because AI is a great, useful tool currently today for research. For, you know, back in the day, you'd have to, you'd have to Google, um, what, what was it that Spurgeon said about this thing? And you have to go and search page after page to find it. But now with AI, it's basically, you can use it as an enhanced Google search engine and it saves you the trouble of having to bounce around different websites looking for the one thing that you're looking for. You could write a book much quicker. It has the potential to do that. <laughs> could write a um, book. However, when we start using it to think for us, to write sermons for us, to write books and articles for us, what we do is we we hand over our critical thinking skills to mm. AI. And I'd go a step further, or a, another aspect of this too is art. So now you can use AI essentially to create art, right? To create images that you want for yourself. Organizations can do this. Instead of paying a graphic artist, a graphic designer to do something, it's a lot cheaper to just have AI do it for you. Mm. Here's the problem with that, is that we have, as a society, a creative conscious 
that is already dwindling. Mm. And AI is only going to increase the dwindling of our creative consciousness, our imaginations. And our imaginations is critical to what it means to be a human being, to be an image bearer of God, to be able to create beautiful art is to be able to reflect our creator. So think about it like this, because we've already done this in society before. Think about for most of human history, we were hunter gatherers. We can go out there and hunt our food. If you wanted to eat meat, you would either raise your meat or you'd hunt your meat. You would slaughter your, your meat and then you would process that meat and you would cook your meat. Today, most of us go to the grocery store and it's prepackaged and all set up for us. If, you know, if there wasn't grocery stores and Mark and I had to go out there and hunt our own food, we probably would have no idea how to kill an animal, butcher an animal, to slay an animal, to take care of ourselves. We've lost the consciousness as a society on what it means to have that relationship with the environment and the animals around us. And that is what it means to be human, is to be able to have a relationship, to be, it's in Genesis, to be able to manage and work the land, the animals. We've lost that part of ourselves to be human. If we lose, what we're going to do now is lose the creative consciousness of what it means to be human. We're gonna hand that over to AI and we're gonna lose the imaginative spirit of our culture. Mm -hmm. And I think one of the most important things before we start talking about like the apocalyptic possibilities of you know Terminator 2 moments coming together and AI taking over the world and blah, 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 blah. Before we do that, what can we as Christians do with AI? We need to stand firm and demand that churches and leaders and pastors use their creative minds, use their critical thinking to create their sermons. We need to be advocates that organizations and churches still hire creatives to create beautiful art for their purposes and needs. Yeah. Because when we hand that over to AI, we lose another part of our creative consciousness. Yeah, and I think it's not because it's a tool that can help us in that, like you said, a Google search and it just finds information that's, and it's quicker, you know, or whatever, or even just using a computer and going online and finding Bible verses or whatever. Like we could stop there and say, no, you need to go and you need to search it all for yourself. No, these are helpful tools. But I think what you're getting at, Oscar, is that this actually detaches you from using your, your creativity, mm -hmm. from using your intellect, because it's just basically doing everything for you. It's not just, hey, I want to find where this is, so then I can take it, analyze it, study it, but it's more like, do it all for me. Mm -hmm. I find it helps my creativity. If I want to search out a subject, I say, okay, and I be as descriptive as I can, it comes back, and what it does is just spark different thoughts that I hadn't even thought of. So it, I don't want to be like somebody, like I knew a lady that I respected who would not use a microwave oven because she was scared of it. And so she didn't move with technology. Same with the phone. I'm so pleased Easy got me into the phone. And other things you've said, do it, do it. It's been life-changing. So there are things we can just take the, take the good and leave the bad. Absolutely. And there's a lot of bad because there's a lot of bad people that would use it for evil, even though it might take over the world without the bad people. Right. Yeah. So, so we just have to be careful. Mark, does it – what's your thoughts on it personally? Like does it excite you? Do you, do you use – the the whole chat GPT. No, I've I've, I've never used it. I I'm sure maybe what Ray's saying. Uh, there's some value attached to it. I do have some nervousness attached to the whole idea. It reminds me, John Lennox, uh, the apologist, the mathematician there in Oxford. He he had said something along the lines of uh, 
I wrote it down here somewhere. John Lennox, didn't he play with the Beatles? (laughs) (laughs) That was his brother, John Lennon. He said, uh, the first sin was rooted in the idea that God was withholding something from us. Man wanted to know what God knew. Well, AI comes along and attempts to fulfill that role. There's almost nothing AI cannot do in the knowledge of good and evil is not knowledge that you want to have. The Christian message is the opposite of the AI message. We cannot become like God. It's not that we can become as knowledgeable as God, but that God became as one of us. And there are many religions that want to become like God, but there's only one religion where God became like man. And then he went on to say, he said, AI is attempting to conquer physical death, but it's too late. God has already conquered it through Christ's death and resurrection. I, I think that it would do us well to learn, to grow, to evolve, uh, to, to mature inside these areas. Well, I mean, what can it do? Right? Yeah. We, we have yet to see. You go back two years ago when COVID was just at uh, the apex there, when everybody was afraid of it. The AI capabilities were very limited compared to what it can do today. Yeah. Within two years, we have blown out of the water what yeah. AI is now able to do. I saw a video, deep fake video, where it had a bunch of different presidents playing Minecraft, which is a video game. And it looked like they were the actual ones playing the video game, communicating with each other with headphones on, uh, talking their way through this. With their voices? With their voices, with their faces. Everything was there. You you really could not tell that it was fake. Yeah. And And it's 100% fake. And on that note, yeah, the, the, the processing power that's coming out, I heard one guy describe, like, we are at, think about back in the day, like, 8-bit video games. We are at that phase right now with AI. This is 8-bit AI. Mm. And so think 8-bit video games yeah. was in the, ne- in the 80s, right? And so what are we, 30, 40 years later? Mm. Uh, 30 years later, and we have now AR and VR video games. So think about 30 years from now. If, if this is 8-bit for, for uh, AI, what will it look like 30 years from now? Yeah. So what wow. has man amended that he hasn't perverted? You think about it. Oh, totally. Yeah. Yeah. Right. I, I, I saw a warning from a, a county police department a warning about AI because there was supposedly a daughter, she calls her mom saying that she's been kidnapped and she's able to answer the questions that the mother is asking and the whole thing is make-believe. She could not tell that this was not her daughter with fear inside the voice and everything going along. And she's all, what, what is going on? And in a fear, she's running through her house, trying to get her husband, comes across her daughter's bedroom, and her daughter's just hanging out inside of her room on the bed. Oh, that's creepy. It was not her daughter. And the, the sheriff's department said, you need to create code words. Mm. So when you are actually talking on the phone, what's the code word? And then they say the code oh, word. No, 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 no passwords. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, um, there, there, you there, say the code word like, sorry, that was last week's code word. Anybody <laughs> need an updated code word? Would you like to reset your code word? <laughs> I mean, you're going to have to enter your old code word in order to reset your new code word. <laughs> you know, there, there, there have been movies made on this sort of thing. Uh, I've watched a couple of them years ago on Clear Play, I think, or VidAngel. Nostradamus Exposed. Yeah, those ones. But, <laughs> But, but one, I think it's called Almachina or something. Almachina. Almachina. And then the other one, I can't remember the name, but it had Johnny Depp in it where his consciousness got uploaded to you know the computers. And it was just creepy. Like the system starts controlling all these different things. And because you think about it, everything is interconnected, right? And, and a system like this, if it was able to go rogue, like they're saying it could, it can tap into every cell phone, into every, every camera in public, every computer system in the world. It could start controlling machines to build things. I mean, 
you know, those are, those are the things. And again, it's, this sounds like, oh, sensationalized, but if the experts weren't concerned, I wouldn't be talking about it. You know? It's already here in the sense that the whole world is controlled by the evil one. Yeah. We wrestle not against flesh and blood, but against principalities and powers. And so all the affairs about AI are already here because every single human being that's not in contact with God is being controlled by a spiritual yeah. force. Yeah, before, before AI could even get there, most likely what will happen We've already seen how other government entities have used social media algorithms to manipulate elections. We've seen that happen in multiple countries around the world, and that was done without AI. Hmm. So before it can take over physical things and et cetera, et cetera, think about the possibility of AI manipulating elections, manipulating people, giving you false information. Yeah. I mean, think about how much false information is already believed it's out there. With us, with our confirmation bias, we latch onto and believe whatever we want to believe. Right. And that's a human being manipulating us with bad information. Can you imagine AI and with all of its thinking power and the kind of false information that it could give us that would manipulate us into making decisions that would destroy our own selves based off of elections and et cetera, et cetera. So what should the person do, the mom who's listening at the moment, who's starting to get really fearful about the whole thing, what should they do? Go read a book. Go read a book. <laughs> no, I'm serious. Listen, we really have a critical thinking issue. Later on, I think in our next episode, we're going to talk about biblical illiteracy, and that goes into that, so I, I won't go there yet. But we do have a muted version of what it means to have critical thinking. Nowadays, instead of thinking about answers, think, thinking about problems, thinking about issues, we go online and we look for one-liners, we look for headlines, and we memorize quick responses, and then we move forward. We don't, we don't actually spend time thinking and processing and analyzing. And the only way we can do that is to move away from the candy information that we get online and, and sit down and read a book. Yeah. Like, why not? You know, it, it really will help us with our critical thinking skills and it'll protect us from when the false information comes. Read a what? <laughs> well, you know, we, we don't need to be afraid or dismayed. You know, we don't need to worry. We don't need to pace back and forth. God's not worried. I heard somebody say, you know, AI will either destroy the world or it'll save the world. Well, we know it won't save the world because we already have a savior. Yeah. And our savior who came to seek and save that which is lost is still in the business of saving people. No. So we don't need to, we don't need to freak out you know, to the extent that a lot of people are freaking out. But I think that we can take notice as to what's happening and what can we use it to uh, further the gospel, I think is a good, fair question to ask. Yeah, That's no, okay. amen. And this is this is why it's important for Christians to hear this today because they're gonna get bombarded by stuff from everywhere. And it's easy to freak out. You guys remember Y2K? The whole thing with Y2K? Oh, yes, we had a track. Okay. Yeah, Y2K. <laughs> I mean... I'm ready to go. There were Christian leaders saying, oh, this is it. And they were talking about how all the... I mean, and what did they base it on? Remember? Oh, the, the, the computers won't know the how zeros. to flip over to <laughs> zeros. And it's going to happen in the financial, and the banks. And I mean, all of us were sitting there. We're counting down to midnight. We're waiting how much, for... How much gold did you buy, Easy? <laughs> like $10 trillion. <laughs> but I don't tell anybody. And then... We're waiting for the lights to go out, for everything to just, the whole world to just shut down. I mean, there were some respectable Christian leaders yeah. who were like, oh yeah, this is, you know. I was freaked out. I, I sat really? down and had a, uh, a meal with a prominent religious leader at the time, a Christian leader who kind of was spearheading the whole Y2K idea when I was at Bible college. And there were probably six or seven of us around the table and he spoke fear into us. There was no hope. 
There was no direction where to go. I remember when Y2K hit, I was inside of my house freaking out that everything Were you was really? Happen. I was. Oh, yeah. funny. Were you, were you alive? <laughs> <laughs> I was three. No. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean, you know, lots of things are, are brewing. Uh, there was an interview with uh, Tucker Carlson before Fox Candom and uh, Elon Musk. He was talking about the encounter that he had with Larry Page, who was a friend of his, Elon Musk. And, you know, Page, he's ahead of Google. And they were good friends until this happened. And, and Elon was talking about how, hey, I'm really concerned that there's going to be a problem with AI if we don't get it under control. And, you know, Google are massive AI proponents. Mm -hmm. And Larry Page ended up calling Elon Musk a speciest. <laughs> he goes, you're a, you're a speciest. And he's like, what are you talking about? And here's what Elon Musk said. He said, I wasn't the only one there when he called me a speciest. He said, and so I was like, okay, that's it. Yes, I'm a speciest. Okay, you got me. <laughs> what are you? Yeah, I'm fully a speciest, busted, you know? And his whole point was, this guy doesn't care. And, you know, there was no concern there. And so that's kind of, yeah. Anyway. So, yeah, where that comes, because somebody might be hearing that for the first time go, I don't understand what that means. So many proponents of... AI, some people would argue with them that they're creating some sort of intelligence that has the potential for sentience, for its own critical thinking, opinions, and decision-making skills, which would become another species altogether. And they would advocate by saying, yes, this is the next step in evolution that, and I'm, I'm semi-quoting them, that the natural evolutionary process has brought human beings to where they are today and the next step in the evolutionary process is something that won't look human altogether. It will be some sort of AI. Not and like we, easy. <laughs> and we need to allow that to happen. And so people who argue against that, they would be called speciists, yeah. which are people who are advocating for the human species to survive and to thrive over AI. Right. I just told AI to create an Olympic gospel track million dollar bill for me and it just did it. Are you kidding? Just gave me the text. This is this is the front. The Olympic Games are the pinnacle of athletic achievement. Athletes from all over the world compete for the ultimate prize, the gold medal, but there's something even more valuable than gold, and that's a personal relationship with God through Jesus Christ. No way. Yeah, <laughs> now, Ray's not going to write any tracks anymore. No. Just, <laughs> yeah. I'll just get to sleep. Now, here's what's interesting, and, and, and as I was doing some research, and again, Emilio Ramos sent me some things, but you guys, you hear the name Tesla, and people immediately just think the car, but they don't realize that Tesla is the name of a person, mm -hmm. right? Yes. Nikola Tesla, who was, who was a, a, a huge inventor. And listen to what he said. This is what he said back in his time. This was, I believe, well, he was born in 1956. So this was like probably late 1800s. He said, I, I, per, per, I purpose to show. I purpose to show that, however impossible it may now seem, an automaton—I don't know—I say that word, automaton, uh, automaton—may be contrived, which will have its own mind. Tesla wrote in June 1900. Yeah, it was wow. 1900. And by this, I mean that it will be able, independent of any operator, left entirely to itself to perform in response to external influences affecting its sensitive organs, a great variety of acts and operations as if it had intelligence. 
This is 1900. Wow. You know, that's just crazy. He's an amazing guy. Yeah, Tesla. Yeah. And so, you know, so that there's, there's a lot that, that people are saying. And, and some are saying, you know, this is kind of like a modern day, where we're at right now, modern day Tower of Babel, you mm-hmm. know, where man is in essence trying to become God. And, and, and so much has, as much has been said about that, you know, I think that's what Elon Musk was talking about that Larry Page wants to do. He wants to create basically uh, his own God. That's crazy. Ray, you were going to say something. Just, this is all very exciting. <laughs> <laughs> well, Ray, let's elaborate on why it's exciting. And I think Oscar already spoke to this a bit. Why can we as Christians uh, not be terrified by this? And why could we be excited? In all in the world should have tribulation. It's all part of that. It's all worrying men's hearts, failing them for fear of that, which is coming upon the earth. And AI has the ability, as you guys said, to do its own thing, but it's being fanned by the wicked nature of man. Yeah. So as we're talking about this kidnapping and all that, there's mm-hmm. evil men right now probably saying, how can we use this to make money to get yeah, power? for sure. And that's frightening. And, and uh, I can't wait. I remember seeing a cartoon years ago as a new Christian. It had a man drinking beer in a pub. And then uh, in the background was an explosion of uh, an atom bomb. And it just had the guy in the back saying from the roof, Time, gentlemen, please, which mm. is what you say when you want to close the doors. And that's, it was God's voice saying, humanity, you're messing everything up. It's time, please. Yeah. That's yeah. Good. A couple of the original inventors of AI have pointed out that um, AI has within itself, in its algorithms, presuppositions that were programmed in there by the authors, the engineers. And that's the thing that they fear most is that it has derivative thought processes of human beings and human beings have come up with some pretty awful ideas yeah. slavery racism uh, abortion and and so anything that we create is going to be a derivative of our own selves in other words god created ex nihilo out of nothing and he created everything beautiful and good and then man sinned and we have the fall and now anything that man makes is a derivative of fallen nature and right. so and so AI is not a savior. It's not going to bring about utopia in this world. Man will manipulate it and it may manipulate man. But to your point, I'm not afraid. Huh. This isn't something that keeps me up at night. It doesn't it doesn't scare me. I don't have anxiety over this. I'm not like a doomsdayer, you know, building building a a tunnel under my house for Y2K like Mark did. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not afraid. Because God is good and he is sovereign and he has ordained everything, every bit of technology we could ever think of, God has ordained it to come to be, to come to pass. And he is going to use all of it for his glory. And that's why I'm not afraid of AI. Yeah, AI is a Frankenstein. Yes. Mm. I actually read that book recently because of all my reading on AI. Is there a book? Yeah, Frankenstein, the original Frankenstein. Oh. Yeah. For, you know that Frankenstein's not the monster though. No, you know it, was, it was Frank Einstein. He was, Jew, <laughs> he, he was Jewish. Frankenstein's the scientist that creates the monster. Right. The monster actually doesn't have a name. Yeah, no. and I wouldn't have nuts on the neck. That's ridiculous. It's ridiculous. <laughs> you know, I just typed into chat, GPT, write me a tweet about Mother's Day. I thought you didn't have it. No, I just pulled it up. Yeah, but you got to subscribe. Well, you I, just, wait. Yeah, I did. I put, in my, I put in my info. It said, happy Mother's Day to all the incredible moms out there. Your love, sacrifice, and endless support make the world a better place. Let's cherish and celebrate the amazing women who have shaped our lives. Hashtag Mother's Day. Hashtag love and hashtag gratitude. 
And Mark, again, just, just to clarify to our friends listening who aren't tapped into this at all, this is original. In other words, this is not that it went and found something that was written and brought it in. It's it's like it created it. It's created not it. it's not copyright. Oh. This is yours, Mark. That's crazy. <laughs> Here's the thing: as as we start to draw to a close, we have to remember though that no matter what anyone says, machines will never be what science fiction is trying to make them out to be, which is human, because they can never be, they can never bear the image of God and they can never have the, the true breath of life in them. I mean, isn't it funny, Ray, to think that you could actually use this as an argument in evangelism to just tell someone, yeah, you know, AI, it, it evolved all on its own. No, I'm sorry. I'm not listening to a word you're saying. I yeah, just I typed figured in, you were I typed in, tell me about Emil Easy Swain. <laughs> pink, and pink, 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 pink. You know, it's still going. It's no. going on Are and you on. kidding? Oh. In seconds? Oh, no. It's going to tell you all my secrets. Easy was born in the United States and was raised in the Middle East. He comes from a family of pastors and missionaries, and he himself felt a calling to the ministry from a young age. That's he a began, lie. Yeah. He began That's his anything. public speaking lie. career in his early 20s. That's his true. jokes are really bad, and he's terrible at New Zealand accent. <laughs> <laughs> well, I will say two things, stories, backstories. So the first thing is, uh, three things, actually. Being's AI system has created its own personality and name, uh, which is very interesting, and it can get frustrated and upset with you. And when it says something wrong, if you try to correct it, it'll double down on the thing that it said that was wrong. It's the first thing. The second thing is I was reading this thread by this guy who had AI. He told AI, create a business and turn, like, I will give you, I think he said like $50 and you tell me what to do and you turn that $50 into $100,000. And so he's like reposting everything that AI has had him do. <laughs> and the last time I checked, which was a couple of weeks ago, he was up to like $120 in profit. No way. Yeah, it just, re, like the AI created the website, <laughs> created social media tags and That's was crazy. sort of helping him create a business. Well, I, I want to read this as we, as we draw to a close, uh, which is a meaningless preacher statement. <laughs> <laughs> How many times have you said that? A lot. It's a meaningless preacher statement. Anyway, I may have quoted this before. I don't remember, but it's in my book, Fight Like a Man. And a biblical plan. A bold biblical battle plan for AI personal said it's never coming out. <laughs> <laughs> never. I'm writing in there about the creation and the different attributes we use to commit sin, which would should cause us to be in awe of God because they were all made by him. I found a section where they were talking about how they're saying, you know, supercomputers and these computers that are so fast or faster than human minds. But, but listen, listen closely to this. This is by uh, Richard uh, Buchko. He said, the awesome power and speed of the f- uh, Fugaku, which is a computer he's talking about, is not to be denied. Yet it cannot get up from an easy chair to go to the refrigerator, browse for something to eat, decide to snap open a cold one, throw some cheese and tortilla chips into the microwave, sit back down in the easy chair, watch a comedy show on television, have a good laugh, read a novel and mentally experience being on a pirate ship in the Caribbean ocean in the 1700s, or cry over the injury of a puppy. A human can cry, laugh, love, experience, different things, feel empathy, taste food, put him or herself in someone else's shoes, be conscious, experience music, imagine other times and places, experience wonder, awe, fear, disgust, and excitement. The human brain does this with an energy consumption equivalent of a 20-watt light bulb, whereas the Fugaku does what it's doing using millions of watts. That's some astounding computing. The combination of computer hardware and software necessary to accomplish what a human does in the space of any given five-minute segment of any typical day would make comparing the Fugaku massively parallel supercomputer to the human brain like comparing a paper airplane to the space shuttle. Wow, that's beautifully said. Yeah, and so we just have to remember that 
Even though people may bow down before whatever technology man invents, God is God. And uh, man can never come even close. But I think like I was trying to tell you, Ray, when you weren't paying attention to me, mm. you've, used the, <laughs> you've used the book you wrote, Made in Heaven, as an illustration oh, of yes. man's folly, right? DNA, it's the book of life. Mm. But, but seriously, to try to pitch to someone, AI, yeah, you know, AI invented itself. And then I go, yeah, you're crazy. Yeah. I mean, it has intelligence, but it's, it's been made by man. That's a reflection that we've been made in the image of God. To the have only creativity. thing missing in that, what you just said, was the human mind has the ability to love God. Amen. The God that gave him life. That's right. Yeah, so there you have it, friends. Don't be afraid of AI. By the way... Uh, that guy started with $100, and he's now up to $1,378. Are you serious? Yeah, I just wow. found him. By the way, GPT, for those of you that don't know, stands for chat. Uh, it stands for generated, generative pre-trained transformer. Just a little. And I emailed <laughs> you what that AI said about you, so know that you'll, know that you'll look Is at it. Is it going to make me prideful? Yeah. Aw, how mm, sweet. It says that you work with me. Oh, <laughs> man, crazy. But I wasn't born here, and I wasn't from a family of preachers. Yeah. So it lied. It's a liar. Yeah, bad AI, bad AI. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Now it's going to get me. Now now I'm an enemy of AI. Yeah, it just says that. I just, it's just saw that. Yeah. All right, friends. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> I had to do that. That's a good ending. <laughs> Thank you for joining us, friends. Uh, make sure to check out all the good stuff I mentioned at the beginning. And remember, uh, email podcasts at email. I don't know, whatever. I'm tired. Podcasts at email. At Living Waters. Nope. Podcast at livingwaters.com. Yeah. And Email us. Subscribe. And subscribe and tell others about the podcast and give us comments. And uh, yeah, thank you for joining us. We'll see you here next time on the Living Waters podcast where AI has no idea what it's doing. So you think. Oh. Whoa. Winners, winners, winners. That's you, friends. Those of you who I'm about to announce are the winners of this week's podcast giveaway on the Living Waters podcast. We've got Carlos from Lamont, California, Daniel from Jamestown, North Carolina, Ed Washburn from Tennessee, David Norwood from North Carolina, Doug Campobello from South Carolina, Ali from Falls Church, Virginia, Adrian from Hattiesburg, Mississippi, Joshua from Excelsior Springs, Missouri, Eva from Bow Island, Canada, and Penelope from Bardwell Park, Australia. Shout out to the Aussies and the Canadians out there. Friends, you can get this too. Those of you who are listening, just share the word and sign up for the Living Waters podcast.